Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Nate. How are you doing this week, man? I am amazing. I'm getting some artwork and everything redone on my stream. It's looking actually really good, so I'm very excited for that. And uh, we're in our third partnership application with uh, the lowest day being 96. So Ooh. fingers crossed next time you guys hear me, I'll be a Twitch Pratner. So Pratner. Here's to that. We'll see. I'll let you guys know my experience. That would be that's, we're gonna have to like celebrate that because that's a that's a pretty mo- I mean, that's a hugely monumental thing. So my fingers are crossed for you physically. I have them crossed. Um, we have a lot of weird things to talk about this week, especially the well, the big looming one is these partner DM, or I'm sorry, not partner, these Twitch DMCA takedown notices that are going around the industry. That's pretty insane. Have you been keeping uh, abreast of all that news, Nate? Because there's a lot of it. Yeah, um, I, I knew it was only a matter of time. I knew it was only a matter of time. I was like, there's no way this is going to keep going. I was like, the muting of the VODs makes sense. And then as soon as they started doing the whole thing where they're like, okay, we're going to mostly highlight concerts and stuff. I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. I was thinking about, I was like, I don't know how many people actually own the music or what things are, but I was like, well, we'll see. And then with this stuff happens, it's like, oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. You know, this made me think the other night. I, I guess we should kind of let's maybe just dive into this episode, see where it takes us, and we'll take the, the listeners on a journey. Um, huge shout out, by the way, to everyone that's been stopping by Nate and my stream and hanging out, having a good time. So shout out to all of you guys. We see you. So thank you for coming by and telling us your stories. Um, but this one, I, I'm sure by now almost everyone listening to this episode has heard something about this. It'd be hard to hide from this buzz in the Twitch community, but we'll try our best to break it down for you. And then, you know, as always, give our thoughts on it. So I'm going to be quoting from a Verge article posted on June 8th titled Twitch streamers are getting blindsided by years of copyright notices. And that's really where this started. Uh, I think the first one that went really big was the streamer Fussly. Is that how you say that name? FL... S or no F U S L I E. They had posted an, an, an email about a copyright strike, uh, issued two copyright strikes on my channel, both from clips over a year old. That actually came out on June 7th, that tweet. Um, they said in the past weeks, uh, and I was told that if I thought they find more violations on my clips, my channel will be permabanned. It always starts with these little side stories, right? Someone, yeah, it always does. Someone posts something and then just blows up all over Twitch. So, you know, Verge is covering this, saying uh, that he actually tracks back to Recording Industries Association of America, RIAA, that is sending out these DMCA takedown notices to people. And in the most, like the littlest, smallest legalese, if you want to chime in on this too, Nate, don't hesitate. But the DMCA takedown notice is something uh, an owner of content can send. And then the receiving company legally has to take that down unless they face some sort of lawsuit violation sort of deal. But um, you can use this uh, if your art's being improperly used and you are the true owner of that art. You can use this if your songs are being misused and you're the owner of that song rights. Uh, but that's kind of the TLDR of DMCA takedown notices. They basically legally demand a company take something down. And if they don't, then it's a, I'm sure it's a court battle or something of the like. Not pleasant. Which, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to win that one. Hands mm. down. No. And without hogging the floor, do you have something to chime in with? I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. You're <laughs> good. I'll camera. chime in when I chime in. Yeah, Please, okay. I'm, just, I'm listening to I'm it. just talking. I will say, from my knowledge of the, like, this just the music industry as a whole, this goes, this is just everyone that has ever YouTubed or Twitched in their life. You guys know this goes back. Oh, God, over a decade at least, right? Because YouTube's been fighting this fight for years. People using music in their videos, and then the monetization happens, and they get, you know, monetizes, gives it back to the track owner. But that can be weird. You know, YouTube's algorithm gets wonky, and someone gets sued for saying happy birthday. It's not, you know, it's a landslide effect type of thing, right? So this is, I guess, finally coming to Twitch. It's come before and it has passed. But the question will be, do you think, do you think this is going to stick, Nate? Is this the one that actually changes Twitch? Because I'd say this is the biggest pushback I've seen from other streamers or something like that. Yeah, Reaction. what I've seen was, I was watching actually DJ Weeds, um, who's the lead creative director, whatever he is for all Twitch or whatever. So he's pretty much like the head of Twitch and he was listening to it. And he was talking to the guy, and I guess they invested like a lot of money mm-hmm. in this bot that literally scans through 
uh, clips, and it will also they have it's universal. It was Universal and Warner Brothers, yep. I think, is the two yep, that are correct. in there. And they have the they have like a bot that they haven't even enacted yet, where it will also pull live music as well. So if you're streaming it live and you're doing it, and like say you decide to turn off clips and you're still listening to the music, whatever. I guess they have a way of issuing DMCA takedowns on live content. They just have not acted it yet. Right now, this is just clips. And the thing is, is like it was kind of like a weird thing, you know. Like as soon as you're done streaming, uh, your VOD's muted. Well, the clip isn't. That's one reason why clips are getting hit so hard right now. So clips aren't, but everything is. And like it's most like a storage thing. And like if they just mute the VOD right after you're done. You know, no harm, no foul. There's nothing in there, and you you got to do a live. But I guess now, like they're they're trying to figure out ways of being able to take you down live for having it as well too, um, which is not cool. No. Uh, I, I do I do understand like as an artist and how hard it is nowadays making money and doing all these type of things and whatever else. Like I do understand like the, where they're trying to protect their intellectual properties and we're kind of just utilizing it. I don't think. It's our main focus. Some comp- I do think that there should maybe be like some people that are like, yeah, you know, always use our stuff. Like, that's awesome. It helps get me noticed or whatever else. And other people are like, uh, well, so it just makes it really hard. I mean, it's it's one of those things where we I think it's around for a while. I think like especially with this quarantine and all this other stuff going on, they're probably like they, they probably just dwelled on it for these last couple months while everyone was kind of locked up being like. Well, we see that all these concerts are going on. Now let's figure out how we can make sure that we protect our royalties and stuff like that. So I think it's going to stay around for a little while. Yeah, I I, I want to put on a I want to pull this out and put a pin in it immediately. But conspiracy theory I have is I'm wondering if Twitch is being targeted now because a couple episodes ago, you and I were talking about how they were poaching up people from Spotify and other companies in the industry. And I'm starting to wonder if this is actually a pissing match. I I don't know that this, like, as we could all sit here and, you know, take our tinfoil hats off and say, yeah, yeah, this is just legalese. They want their money. But at the same time, I'm also just, I have this weird tingle in the back of my, my neck here that's like, I don't know. I think someone might just be really pissed off at what Twitch has been doing and maybe coming after them. Like you said, this is something that is much bigger. And like this goes, we we just covered, you know, it goes back to YouTube and all that jazz. And I'm sure they've been dwelling on this for a long time, especially if like you said, they, I remember reading something about that really expensive program. Um, I guess we should all kind of take a, v- a moment to like vent at how bad the situation is for us as streamers in general and as music like artists. You said a second ago, like people saying, well, yeah, use my music. I think one of the really shitty things about this is that like actual musicians, from what I hear, get paid so little from the track plays, like actually from these like sync licenses and stuff. They're making so little money. Money is being made. It's just scooped up by these people like RIAA that just keep on to it. I have a really gross book yeah. that's sitting next to me that like talks about managing in the music industry and how little cash they make. It's it's pretty gross. So it sucks for everybody but RIAA. Yeah, I was, I, I've heard that too. Actually, like um, I think it was Brandon Yuri from Panic at the Disco who also streams on Twitch. I oh. think he was the one that had his own music taken down from it. <gasps> he's like, I don't even see my own. He's like, I don't even see my own. He's like, I don't see any of the money of this. He's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like. And I think I think he was upset about it as well, too. So it, it's it's one of those things where, Ouch. I mean, with Article 13 or whatever, the new articles replaced over in uh, Europe and then like all oh, these yeah, other things yeah. going on, like, uh, I guess the biggest thing we have to do is like adapt. It just sucks that like the worst part is like, I understand where Twitch is. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch if Twitch could have done something, they could be like, hey, OK, we're going to delete all these clips or hey, we're going to. We're just going to instantly start deleting them. But I think they're just so broadsided by yeah. this that they weren't expecting it. And it's like, oh, crap, here, we got to issue a perma ban to show that we're serious. But really, it's only like a 24-hour ban, I think is what I said, on like some of these people. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I think they're like, hey, we're going to have to flex a little bit to show you, like, hey, we're serious about it. Or show these this company, RIA, um, that we're serious, but we're going to try to, like, do it this way and until we can bide some time to mm-hmm. get some uh, stuff in line so you can just delete the clips because honestly this I, like I know I heard a couple of our our friends that are broadcasters saying that Twitch is going down the road where they're like well like how YouTube's were like 
Oh, well, you know, it's the, the, who cares about the who cares about the content creator? There's always going to be someone next in line. We, I don't think Twitch is there, at least not yet. No. And I think they're going to be one of those people where they're like, they, I think they do want the best for the broadcaster. So I think they're like waiting. I, I think they're trying to buy time, figure out how they can get a system in place to do it. But I also think it's a, I think I think it's a pissing match. I do. I really do. <laughs> Yeah, I again, I like so I wanted to go into this field like I wanted to go into music management. That was what I really wanted to do when I was wrapping up college. And so I started binging and learning and all that stuff. And, and I went out and kind of worked in adjacent. And I, like I said, I, it sucks for everybody except the record labels and stuff like the actual suits, like all things, you know, control all the money, right? We talk about this with video games all the time too. our, our developer friends are working, working, working and then the suits at the top. They, they're the ones that get to pull the strings on how much money is spent how much they get in bonuses so it, it sucks i i think the thing that's a really big thing to say is this goes to all of us myself included if we continue to use music that we don't own the rights to we're going to get in trouble i'm looking at the camera i'm looking at me in the camera kyle listen to this stop using that but the problem is and literally zero offense to the artists but the alternative programs that we'll talk about here in a little bit i'm assuming we'll, we'll cover some of these they're just not there yet, or they're extremely limited in scope. So to kick off another thing, so what do you do if you decide, as you should, to cut out you know, these copywritten songs from your, your thing? Well, there's things like Pretzel. There's that, that player out there. Um, I know a couple people on, on Twitch use that. Do you know that one, Nate? Yeah, like I, I was watching. Yeah, I was watching someone. And it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I will use like monster. Th- like monster, I know what's royalty yeah. free. Monster Cat, yeah. Trap, uh, Nation, um, a couple of the nations. Like I think it's like a House Nation, R and B Nation. Like one of the those are all royalty free, even though they have verses and stuff. But mm-hmm. the way that they did it, now they own the intellectual properties of it. I know those ones, and I think there's a couple other. Uh, there's one that Harris Heller has. That actually, he owns. So, oh wow, um, I, yeah, I think that's why he's pushing it so hard. I think he like is now capitalizing on seeing that this is happening, so he can make more money. But you know, I'm not gonna hate on the man. He's got to do what he's got to do. Making that money. Uh, but the music's actually really gone on his selection. So, and I can't remember oh. what's called. It's like stream music or some music as well too. But like with pretzel i mean like we don't we don't have that many good options i mean right we're just kind of out there and you know but that's okay that that's understandable i like i see what's going on and i think i think we just need to have like a clear defined thing and this one reason why i'm not Mm. a huge fan of disney and i'm sorry if any of you guys are but the way that they change the intellectual property with it instead of it being like public domain after 20 years or public domain after 10 years it's now like the intellectual property of is like forever so like if I want to even if I want to listen to a music, I don't know uh, what the intellectual property for something that is in like songs or music fall off after a certain amount of time. But it'd be really nice if I could just like listen to music from the 80s or 70s or sure. you know, at least like incorporate real music into it. But I don't know where the real line draws and I would like to have a little bit better of a of an understanding of where we can what we can use, what we can't use, how long do we have to wait until a song becomes available or maybe it is this Maybe this is up until like 2017 and then all the songs. So it like falls off after three years. I don't really know. Ah, man, I don't either. I don't think anyone does. I I think like you said earlier, I think Twitch was blindsided by, I think the only thing they could have done better in advance, and this is where I'll be my, this is my Twitch criticism of the day, but I really wish they would have built in a better clipping sort of program just in general, right? Like people, some of the first things I saw on Twitter were like people, I'm I'm trying to take down my clips. I've got thousands and thousands of them. The the Twitch dashboard's crashing when I'm doing it. So I think you're right. I really don't think like, I, I saw some people actually saying this is Twitch's fault. That it was Twitch's bot going through and looking for this. I'm like, no, no. Twitch is not trying to lawsuit themselves. Like, no. Um, but, you know, I do think they could have maybe built a more robust clip back end to the UI. That would have been nice. More features. I mean, no one would have complained about these years ago. But even now, it would be even better to just have that. So maybe that's one of the things we actually get out of that. Not a super great silver lining, I'm not going to lie. But a sexier clip dash board? And not yeah, going to jail. And it, yeah, and that and then having like <laughs> something where like maybe mods can come in and also filter out your clips or something. I don't know. Oh, that so was I think that was nice. one yeah. thing Ninja614 is really upset about. He was like, I he's like, I have thousands of clips and I can't even get in there and edit them. I would love to look through them, but it'd be nice to have a mod to do it. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I feel you, Ninja man. Like 
and that, that's true yeah. i mean well th- like i said like the the cool part about twitch and like i know a lot of people think they're this evil company but the cool thing is, is they they try to innovate as fast as possible to go with the market um and that's why like i think that the, these things will be resolved and i think we'll do i wish that there was just a way that like it was the same as the vod where it finds like a clip and it's like oh this right here mute it like mute the clip like that'd be awesome if, if that's, we did something like that but if that solved it that'd be great but now you have me scared i heard about the live scanning bot like that thing is something that everyone will have to look out for i mean it just sucks what we need are better tools not even from twitch really truly again let's pin the blame where the blame belongs like i said i think the best Twitch could have done is, yeah, better clipping back end, and also, like you said, actually snip the clip so they don't have it. But ultimately, I'm sitting here looking at people like RIA saying, where is your opportunity for us to get in and stream your music? Why have you made it so expensive that we're priced out of it and blah, blah, blah. Like, it does leave an awkward gap in the center, I guess, if someone can get in there and start maneuvering, which is where I heard... I guess I got this rumor from being tagged in a tweet with it where someone tweeted at Streamlabs saying you guys should get in here and start, you know, trying to figure out something to include with your Prime program every month. You guys know I'm not the biggest Streamlabs fan because they've locked everything behind Prime. I think that's kind of icky. But honestly, if they coupled in a music library that was robust, worth the price, I mean, I don't know. That wouldn't that wouldn't offend me. I don't know. I don't want it to be that necessarily. That's where it comes also down to the point where it's like I pay for Spotify, right? So like right. I have all the music library in Spotify. I can play whatever songs, do whatever I want to do. And like also kind of boils down to it, but it's like it's like, yeah, it's my it's like kind of mine at this point in time. I pay for it. I'm listening to it. Um I mean I guess I do see where you're coming from now. Cause I was like I was mm-hmm. I was gonna explain like it's kinda like the Twitch Prime thing. It's like you can watch videos with Prime as long as the other person has Prime and you right. can start a watch party. Both people have to have those, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it'd be really cool if there was like a way like that maybe you can like integrate Spotify in so they can hear the music through there and they can actually adjust the music you're listening to, um, and do whatever. But That'd but then cool. it'd be weird for it'd be weird for the other Anyone people else. that are out there. So yeah, there's got to be something because I do know for a fact like um out in YouTube there's there's things where you can literally purchase uh, you like literally purchase like right. it's it's really cheap like five ten dollars. And you get access to this huge library of music and you can use it for anything. Yeah, Monster Cat thing, does that, I think, right? Like they have a thing where you can yeah. buy a premium and Yeah, I think Monster Cat also it's, it's just they let like most of it's almost all royalty free anyways. Yes, because, true. Um so it's very interesting. I it, it's gonna it's gonna Wild West is gonna have an opening for a new saloon here soon because <laughs> once you get someone that's uh that like company that's like, oh man. You know what? Let's just get all these artists that are willing to just do this. And then, hey, now your music's discoverable. And then we'll also make a quick buck and we'll come in here and do this. And then you own the license and then you can put something in your panel or something like that. So we know that it's you or yes. whatever else. And then, bam, now we have a new we have a new industry part of our industry that can come in here and people can make money off of and stuff. I think what you just said, I think that's what it is. I think I think that's been the big movement in the record industry in general for the last probably decade is like people choosing their label based on their behavior. Kind of like a lot of us as consumers have started doing, right? Bad company we don't buy from if we don't like what they do. So I, I think you're probably right. I think some people would actually flock behind this cause, especially as musicians are cooler with Twitch anyway. You know what I mean? Like they seem like they're really in crowd with Twitch. They're more willing to sit down and play video games, just vibe out. Um, so I think I think even like high end industry people in the music industry get it and like would support Twitch in some way. Um, I mean, and I'll, here's a serious question. What about Amazon's? What about them making a record label? That would hardly be that would be the unsexiest record label I can imagine. The Amazon logo, like just versus all the other ones that are out there. But like they have the wealth. They have the um, infrastructure on Amazon's side to do all the music libraries. You know, I mean, they've been doing that for a decade already. They could theoretically, if they just bought the IPs to a lot of songs, come in and just be like, here you go. Also, streamers yeah, were taking well, extra money from you so you can play this <laughs> Yeah, I know. It'd be something like that. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is Amazon needs a lot of polishing in general. Like, I'm not sure if you're watching their Amazon exclusives, like blow, blow the Man Down or like uh, The Vast Night Sky. They, they need a lot of polishing on their studio end. And I think they'd probably need a lot more 
polishing on their musical end as well too even if they did yeah, do it they, they're a little bit rough. lacking there they don't have the it's almost like they have they they have the money but they don't have the creative direction like how netflix did or Ooh, stuff that's so a good call out it, yeah it'd yeah. be it'd be very interesting to see what happens even though technically my i think netflix is on aws is or, or like it's amazon web services i think they're like owned by amazon web services even though it's <laughs> netflix but um Oops. <laughs> Yeah, but um, anyways, uh, so I don't really know, uh, but it would be nice to see something and like not even just for us. Like This could just be one of the things that starts the ball rolling, but it would be awesome for them. Now they're like, oh, you know, like if I was Amazon, I'd, I'd be like I'd have my foot in but they do have their foot in everything. And but I would like have my hands in so many more baskets trying to get this stuff going and help us out. And I think they are. I think it's just slow moving because for them to even let us do watch parties right now like oh, yeah. that's a, that's advanced like mm-hmm. that's amazing that they had the ability to do that so maybe maybe they are moving in that direction maybe may that's why i that's why i've always believed in twitch over i believed in saw a company like mixer or live me or any of those other ones because i was like well amazon's like they you can tell they actually want it and they're moving forward sometimes it doesn't feel like it but it's also very hard when there there's 4.75 million broadcasters and even more people that watch the platform per month. So it's like, you gotta, you know, it's a balancing act. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately I also, as cool as it would be to pull all these things under one roof. So it's more convenient to us. It always sucks a bit as the consumer because then, you know, Amazon fast forward two years and now Amazon owns the movie industry, the gaming industry, the, you know, the streaming industry, and they also control the music industry. And then it's like, ah, oh, damn Papa Jeff up there. He's got all the cash. Uh, you know, uh, these are realistic concerns, too. I mean, it's it, there are good and bad merits to having everything under one roof. Just fact. But I, I, I agree, ultimately, that we just need better tools. And, I, and all I can think of is how much better even, like, YouTube content, if they could license real songs for it and not have to use derpy little clips and non-copyright jingles and stuff like i i think content across the board twitch youtube all the all the rest could go up if that thing existed i think people are also afraid of how their music could be used in not so great content if you know what i mean kind of like apocalypse style stuff like ooh, you're doing advocating for this gross group like yeah yeah, one thing I was wondering as well, too, is like with this whole DMCA takedown mm-hmm. thing, like we don't make money like YouTubers make. Like we're technically not making money off of your music. We're making money like because we're live through an eight hour thing. Like maybe if we got a sub during the time we're listening to music, we're doing it. Like, it's not like AdSense. We don't get AdSense. We get like, you know, we get when people are coming in originally, which is like pennies on a dollar but it's just like yeah like i don't know True. it's like a different way of doing it it's like i could understand if like people like sub would come and watch like a 10 minute video and we played two um two other songs that are um in there and we make we're technically making money off their music but i don't i don't know man that is why it puts like a weird spot when i was thinking about it. i was like well we you know we make money if they're being crowdfunded subs um bits and you know the, then when you get in the sponsorships it's a little different but it's mostly not because of the content focused around mm-hmm. the music so i'm very interested about what like i don't know that like i think that's also one reason why i take it took them a little bit longer to do it yeah i think what it is is they see it as the clips where i don't know we'll see if they and if they start up the live bot and i think one reason why they didn't do it is because there is a gray area but honestly uh the clip would make sense because it's stored content, there's music on it. They can pirate that music off of that clip just by taking the sound bite off of it. They can't get it from a VOD. Mm-hmm. Makes sense right there. So they they have like their little things. But I, I just don't know, man. It just doesn't seem. It just it seems like it's two different types of things that you're making money off of. You know. It does. I mean, I, I, I'm really not coming for your idea. Like, I'm in full support personally, but I will say my my gut immediately went the opposite when I just thought of what they would do if they were trying to take your, your sub donation money. I mean, in the grossest form, they'd probably just be like, oh, if our song was playing, we get that Twitch sub. I mean, it feels how, like how YouTube works, right? Like, I used your one song in my, I don't know, 30-minute video, and now you get the monetization for the entire thing. But ba- more realistically, I, there could... I, I'm not advocating for this idea, but there could be a thing where if Spotify... I mean, they do have integrations. I wanted to talk about this briefly, too. But Spotify has their official 
extension for Twitch, right? Like Spotify made that. It is by their brand name unless someone snuck it up there and it wasn't them. That's weird. That means Spotify was acknowledging publicly that streamers were playing music from Spotify on Twitch. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like an accident. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, we're ignoring that. It's like, no, 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 here, we made this plugin for you to do that. And mine hasn't worked in a long time. I don't know if that's just me or everybody, but my Spotify thing has not been reflecting the correct song for months. I took it away a while ago. But it made me wonder back in the day, a couple months back, I was just like, really, what is that kind of connection? Then to see them, you know, yeah, Twitch actually scoop up some Spotify employees and stuff like that. <sighs> I just I think you're right in saying earlier some of this may already be well in the works and we're just finding out bits and pieces as it's ready. Um, You know, we might find out in three months from now that like, hey, Twitch Music Library is better than ever. And we've bought RIAA's music library. And here you go. Or we're partnered with uh, Spotify. So any songs that are on Spotify, you can now publicly use on your own channel. That would be You know, that's what it could be. They couldn't they couldn't even be a pissing match. It could just be that. You know, like this this company knows that like there's going to be a merger between Spotify and Twitter or wow. Amazon at this. Like, you never know. That, that could, could be the whole pissing match where they're like, no, we're going to try to figure out a way of stopping it or and because that's a hmm. huge thing. And like, it's crazy that some of these people, but it's it's what I've heard from like people like Brandon Yuri or like the guy from Panic at the Biscuit Disco and a couple other people that have broadcast on this platform that aren't artists. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, like it's it's not even. It's not even us that want to take it down. It's literally these like corporations and these acts and things, mm-hmm. and, you know. And that's where it, it is. Where, it, yeah. So I don't. I. I mean, it, who knows? We. We like I said, we'll see here in the future. Twitch is uh, Twitch and Amazon. They know that they're making a pretty like, especially nowadays. Like we had that like decline in viewership close to the end of 2019, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, like this, the like like a weird silver lining in the 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 pandemic going on we went we were like the best we're like we're we're cranking it out right now like honestly if you're if you're not if you were in during 2019 if you're cutting your teeth and trying to make it happen right now you should be living good i mean we i've seen such a huge influx of people even that listen to this podcast like i put in my first switch partnership application i put in mine put in mine i put in mine i'm like and that's where you know like it's 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 popping you just had to you guys had to do it, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for uh future. I just this sucks right now, it's a little hindrance. But just listen to Monster Cat, listen to what you know, maybe Pretzel Rock. What were the other ones you're gonna say? Oh gosh. Uh, well, those were the primary two. Uh I've seen some others out there that aren't coming. I was gonna say Pretzel Rock is one, but I didn't like their listenership. Um is and oh shoot, what's that? Oh, NC. Oh, there's no copyright oh, sound. Oh yeah, NCR. Yeah, that's actually really good. NCS. It's like N- yeah, NCS. NCS. That's that's good. They are really good. Yeah, no copyright sound. So yeah, I, I guess that's the alternate. Is that you pop open a no copyright YouTube uh, feed, like one of their live. Like I see right here. Actually, oh, go figure. That's their spotlighted feed. It's an NCS twenty four seven gaming music live stream. Can I like? Hold on a second. Can I can I do this? Because this shouldn't. Oh yeah, this music. I mean, this isn't the song's not exactly it, but here Nate, you can listen to this for a second. I actually know this song. They got some beats yeah, on oh, here. Yeah. yeah, they got a bunch of stuff. And they, yeah, that um actually I totally forgot about that because I used to use that way back in the day when I was a wee broadcaster and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get hit with the DMCA if I do it. <laughs> and then like I realized Twitch didn't care about it. And then I was like, now I'm like, oh, I gotta go back to it. So yeah, that was really good music, actually. I know that they have some really good stuff in there. Uh, Clerical says could be an affiliate partner perk offered over uh, other streaming platforms. Would be strong draw versus other video services. DMCA protection from the Amazon family. That actually would be a hell of a thing. That made me think, Nate. That's the one thing I was also going to tack on to your your Spotify idea. Is the problem right now? Unless it's like a point to point, like right Amazon Prime again. For those that don't know, our episode on the watch parties. You have to have Amazon Prime, and I have to Amazon have Amazon Prime, and we can watch it together on Twitch. But again, it's a lock-in. Both parties must have. Spotify, like you pulled out or said, you know, Spotify did end-to-end. It would be weird for anyone else that came by because it would just be dead stream. I guess you could shove in, like, a no-copyright thing maybe for certain people that are listening. But Spotify, maybe, they would have to do a lot of work on their end, but it would make a lot of sense. They could potentially sell a broadcaster license. 
If Spotify yeah, that, sold that, that'd be legit. That'd be awesome too. And then it's like, oh well, this person is. Uh, I mean, I mean, even as a broad, like honestly, like that would be a competitive edge. I'd spend like fifty to a hundred dollars extra a month. Well, about fifty dollars a month. Yeah, and I would do it because, like, if someone's listening to NCS or Monster Cat, and I'm listening over here to I don't know, like. Like some the like milkshake song or something like that, you know. Like I'd be, I'm all down with it, dude. Like I would pay more money because that's automatically people are gonna because that that is yeah. one thing I will admit, especially as like someone that does like you know we we play games where we can actually listen to music in the background. Like you right. play like Fall Out Six and ESO, I play ESO. And like unless I'm actually streaming a game with story, I usually always have music in the background. Right. So I mean, people come in and like I'd come in because your music's sick. Oh, like, yeah. Thank you, man. Like let's do it and type of thing. So. I think it'd be a good idea, honestly. I, I know. I play so much Ghost on my stream, and I get compliments every day. Is this Ghost? I love Ghost. And like, it's one of the biggest things that, like, we commune over, just me and strangers. And so, yeah, I feel that totally. I'm, I mean, Spotify selling that license. Here, here's the unfortunate news. This is just an episode of us talking about this stuff. But the unfortunate realistic side is we should all set our expectations that for the meantime, we're going to need to go to non-copyright music. If you're going to still risk it, I mean, go forth and do what thou wilt. But like Nate said, that idea of an actual live streaming bot coming through changes all the other things of like, well, maybe I'll delete clips on the regular and I'll delete videos on the like that's going to change that and make it a lot like more active if they decide to spin that bot up when they decide to spin it up. So no copyright sounds something good you can do now. Um, I do think if this gets serious and stays serious and is not just a passing fad for this month of June, I think we will probably start to see more and more groups come out with better copyright protections, whether it's Spotify or Amazon. But the unfortunate thing, when those things roll out, it's going to be a reduced library because they have to get all the different record labels on board, right? Because how many record labels send their music to Spotify? Probably like a couple thousand I, I don't know how many record labels actually exist, but, you know, it's probably in the multiple hundreds. So they have to wrangle all those people and pay lots of royalties to each. So it's going to be a weird world for a bit, but we'll, I guess, keep checking back on the issue as uh, it develops. <laughs> I don't kind of yeah, know what I mean, else to say. <laughs> Scary. Well, one thing, I, if it's anything like it is in the past, it'll probably blow over. Like in the past, they've done stuff like that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're flexing," and then they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna keep going after it." They just kind of like fade off into the distance. But I highly doubt that's what's gonna happen this time because I think now they're just—I I think it's like that time where they're actually gonna start going after. It. So we'll see. I mean, either we way, we will indeed. Very important question from chat. Mac Raven asked, "Does Nate's milkshake bring all the girls to the yard?" It brings everyone to the yard. Oh, it geez. doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, you it, it's it's, it's one of the best uh, milkshakes you'll ever see or <laughs> wow. uh, even witness. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you better get a bouncer out there. Get get that situation <laughs> under control. Um, what other things do we have in, in Twitch this week? That's our big one. We have a little bit more time if we want to just chit chat and shoot the shit about things. Do kind of like some check in time. We're at what? 30 minutes? Yeah. Three? Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, I think there's one thing I'd really like to talk about. Yeah. And it is um, with everything that's going on in the partnership application right now mm -hmm. and me. Um, because I think it's very important. Like I, I've told broadcasters and people that have put in their partnership applications when they have um, spoken with me. Or they're like, hey, I'm putting in my first partner application and they get denied and they're like super oh. depressed and they they're just like really over broadcasting at that point because they feel like the world's ending. Like I, I think I figured it out with Twitch <laughs> and like because I've talked to a bunch of my, my, my friend Hazeblade, my friend Rhino, who were recently partnered about six months ago. And we had a conversation and the first it, it seems like they want to see that three months of a 75 or above average viewership like consistently over how long was it for you that's what uh, that's the other question i'm trying uh, to get i actually to. was thinking about this same thing because i remember i put my first in in september and that one fell apart but that was an actual partner push so that was like a little art uh, inflated i don't think i put in i think it was my second one that got accepted in january but i think i was subject to not necessarily three months I think I was a little bit more subject to they do partnering at different times of the year, or at least they used to. And I was one of those big waves of people that got partnered on the same day. 
Although my December stats, I think, were good. But I don't think November's or October's were that year. Two years yeah, ago, I'm sorry. I, yeah, it's very interesting because I, um, I was talking to some of my friends. And they're like, yeah, you know, I got like the one that says they would like to see more consistency. And then every, every single one of them I talked to was like, yeah. And then I got one where it's like, hey, we see that you've had a recent super big influx on... Um, we see that you had a super big influx on viewership and we see that you're doing well. We think you're very close. We'd like you to apply in two weeks. And then uh, when you apply in two weeks, then we'll figure it out after that. So I started talking to, I started kind of poking around to a lot of people of my partner friends that recently, this is like, you know, what they got partnered in the last like six months to a year. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a whole bunch of them about it and it seemed like every single one of them. And I, because I've seen people, post on twitter recently i'd say probably about a month ago where they're like hey um uh i have like a 75 average and i got denied and or like or people like mess up and they have like a couple days of having under 70 viewership and the other days are 100 so it equals out the 75 average they're like yeah they want you to see it all one month of this and then i don't think any of the people have actually on twitter have went out and had an yeah had a day of like 75 average the whole time but I really think because we, when me and Ninja614 were talking about it, um, I think that you actually have to hold a 75 average viewership for three months. And I think it might be because remember back, it was actually when you got partnered hmm. when all these before they like before they fixed it all around where all you did was pe- most people hit that 75 average and kept it and then got partnered. And a lot of people like got partnered and they changed the lurking rules Yeah, where it's like, oh, we can't have a bunch of people lurking and it doesn't work that way. We need chat activity and whatever else. And then, like, all those people that got partnered completely dropped down, like, having, like, 25 viewership. Were you, do you remember that time? I do very much remember that time. It was not good. Yeah, I think that's what I think what they saw in that was because they went from 21,000 partners to, I think, 34,000 or 30,000 or 28. I don't know. Some of the, it was something like like almost wow. 10,000 new partners. And all those people within that time frame are really low viewership right now. They're like. They, a lot of them are dropped. So I think what they're trying to do now is they want to see you hold that 75 average for like three months to see like, okay, is this person going to last the the time? Because the, the thing is, like, if I talk to someone who was partnered, like when were, when did you achieve partnership? Uh, January 2019. And I just looked up one of my old emails that I found that was from, they, they handed it back to me October 2018. And they were like, oh, it said, you know, I had too many hosts and raids at that time. Like all the days, they're like, you were able to sustain 75 plus viewership. But, you know, on a lot of these days, there were significant hosts and raids and all that other stuff. And I didn't find the the other one. I, I wasn't sure. January 22nd, 2019 is when I get the invite to do it. Oh, it also actually warns you about the DMCA takedown guidelines right in yeah, that email. It's right in there. <laughs> I yeah. didn't see it. Well, two years later, glad I have that email still. So yeah, it's been it's been almost. I mean, it's been over a year for you. Like, yeah. it, it, I just think the thing with this space is Twitch isn't that old, and it moves really fast. True. And I think like a lot of people are uh, a lot of people are hearing these things that older partners like old. It's like a year old now. I'm old, uh, but yeah, like it's older true. partners come in and they're like, oh, and I think they had to make it harder because they're like I said, they're for a little while they were letting like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone, I remember the changes happening on TwitchCon uh, San Jose, which it would have been 2018. So I remember hearing them talking about changing up the rules. So I just want to let anyone out there that's uh, watching or listening right now, especially I know there's a lot of people that have partnership applications. And if you get denied the first time, it's a guarantee you will get denied the first time. That's the true. second time. It's almost a guarantee. The only time I've seen it um, when I talk to someone about who has actually got um, partnered with only two shots recently it was they got the path of partner achievement unlocked and they had that 75 average viewers for like almost the whole entire month they applied and they got denied saying hey you recently have grown really quickly and then they got it the other everyone else i know it's like the first one they put in it's like hey it's inconsistent second one they put in it's like hey we see that you have like uh so like an increase of growth we want to make sure you maintain your current mm-hmm. trajectory and then the third one's usually the one where they get accepted. And I've started yes. noticing a trend of it. So I, I like yeah. me, be, me being a little, uh, me doing my little private investigating and talking to a lot of people I've in the, in the, the industry and in the, or in the space that are content creating, I, I've kind of found that out. So I just wanted to make sure I <laughs> yeah. address that. 
I do know that there's a. I know there's like three people that watch the show that have recently just put in for Twitch partnership for the first time, oh and I don't gosh. want them to be absolutely crushed and devastated when they get yeah. denied the first time. Yeah, like me and my that's my viewership dropped during that time. It's really rough. Terrible. No, I mm-hmm. I agree with that, and I, I mine did too for the month afterwards. I don't know if it was me or a combination of where ESO was at the time. I think that was a large part of it. But um, I definitely I was gonna say yeah, honestly, you might even I don't know if they still send them out on Friday evenings or anything like that. But you may just want to have it in the back of your mind if you get that, you might want to cancel that stream that night. I didn't. I got mine as I was starting the stream, like literally sitting at the desk, like pre-screen, ready to go. And I read it, and I'm like. I feel terrible, but I'm live. So that's just, what happened to me too. It's just like a look. I open up the email like do 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 do, and it was the one where I had like all the the weakest day was like a ninety six, and I was like, oh man, I got it. And then I see it, and I was like, my heart dropped, and I was like, oh, I just don't want to do this anymore right now today. It is like the <laughs> shittiest thing. Like there, like I said, I don't think there's any real nice way around it. Like you guys, it it just feels bad to be denied. But I think Nate, you hit on something. I'm, I'm I guess I'm glad that they have people doing this job, but there. There could be better tracking systems on Twitch's back end. Again, if it wasn't, if Twitch wasn't moving a mile a minute anyway. Um, the partner program has changed extensively because I think you're right. From what I remember, I think I started my application in that hard season. Like, I, I think when I had started mine was when they had flipped over to that newer system. And so many people got declined all at the same time. Like, we were just getting declined left and right. Um you know, I think T the Khajiit had just gotten partnered. So she had gotten partnered like a month or so before I put in my first one. So like there was this mixed wave of optimism out there, especially in the ESO community. We were in some of our own getting partnership. But then at the same time, a lot of us were getting declines. So you do just got to keep your head up because, like I said, it's, it's not pleasant, but... It's just a limitation of how they track this data. Like you really probably could have a system set up where it's like, nope, it's first of all, maybe a time limitation on partnership that unless you're like really already established in the industry, those people have a special press contact, but the rest of us all have like the path to partner in the dashboard that already exists, by the way, you know, like celebrities don't have to come to Twitch and like show their worth and send in a Twitch application. No, they have people that do that and, you know, they sign them in and blah, blah, blah. But for the rest of us, we're looking at the system that's like, okay, well, there's no real restriction on the time it takes. I know I'm allowed to re- reapply, like, what, every three to four weeks or something you can reapply? Is that the same um, system? Yeah, it's like every every two weeks. Oh, you! My, I just checked in that email. It used to be three to four weeks, so you'd have to wait, like, an entire month. I don't—it sounds like that's good that they've shortened the time span. But, you know, part of that limitation also is, like, saying to people, hey, actually, we want to— track you over three months like it might be in some way smarter to have something in the dashboard that lights up just like the twitch application where people can submit it but it also says hey this is like a three-month process your channel will be under review and here's special analytics to track your channel to see these things that we're going to be looking for that could be made in a future possible twitch where they just have more rigorous but also more defined guidelines and tools to help people but right now we still sit with applications i think physically crossing people's desks where they're like uh is this guy cool i watched a couple videos i'm bored decline <laughs> like i don't i don't know what the current system is but there's all kinds of rumors and that's all we yeah have. i also yeah i mean i i think the reason why they also deny and it is to see how you react to it like i want i think they want to see like do you want hmm. it bad enough that you're going to come back and try again and again and again like, I I feel like that's what they're doing. I feel like they're like, okay, let's let's see if he does come back, or let's see if she does come back and try to do it. Like, how bad does she want to be a part of this and like make it happen? Because like I said, be. right now there's an overabundance of Twitch partners and stuff. And there's, I mean, most of the old Twitch partners don't broadcast anymore, have very low viewership. Um, so I True. think it's like one of those things. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. I I just don't want anyone to get down mm-hmm. on themselves and stuff with it because. I think, like I said, I got down with it. I talked to a couple other broadcasters, and they got down. They got down on themselves as well too. And I see, and <laughs> it, it sucks because, like, honestly, I saw my my dip in viewership, which was about three and a half months. I had like a like I went from like ninety all the way down to thirty five average viewership, all the way back up to like a two hundred and fifty average viewership once I started get back into it. Heck so like yeah. I know it can be happen, but it's just like 
But it, I feel bad because I bet you like Twitch probably looking at the application like, oh, well, he was doing good for these first four months. He dipped four months and now he's back up and it's been four months. And he's good. But that waiting process is it's it's hard, man. Like mm-hmm. uh, like last application was five weeks. I waited before Whoa. they got back. To me. Then, then I had to wait two weeks. Yeah, then I had to. Yeah, then I had to do a then I had to uh, wait two weeks to apply. And the way that the Twitch partnership application works now, you cannot apply until they allow you to apply after the two weeks of being denied. And it's almost to the hour that they turned you off. So you have to wait two weeks. And then once they once that two weeks is up, then you can reapply again. And like now it's I mean, we're almost on four weeks now, so I guess I'll probably wait another five weeks. But honestly, I think 12 weeks of waiting is a long time. Like, like maybe they are overburdened or something. But man, it's like sometimes I feel like they just sit there and they're like, oh, he's going to mess up one of these days. His Internet's not going to work and I'm going to get him. Well, I mean, that's the negative thing about it. Like, again, this is one of those unfortunate your process gives you a stigma twitch sort of moments where you look at it and go, I mean, that's been a stigma since back in 2000 and like I said, 18 when I applied, because I remember they were definitely taking their sweet time back then too. They later came out and said that it was caused because, you know, they didn't have enough employees versus the influx and blah, blah, blah. And that they were actually fixing the process, which they did. Um, so I can give them credit for that. They really did. But it's sad to hear it's broken down again. I think that's probably just because of more people. I think there's probably just a lot more people trying to do the exact same thing and a lot of new startup streams, like you were saying, because of, you know, the pandemic, everyone's at home, everyone's trying it out, lots of people are unemployed, people are getting some really good numbers, but I think probably also reason Twitch is holding off a smidge, I would imagine, is because they know that, and I'm guessing that a lot of these people that have become broadcasters... It'll be very interesting to see how many of them stay full-time broadcasters afterwards, because when people get, you know, their tempting day job back that guarantees them certain hours or other things, you know, people are going to have to look like, do I want to Twitch? Do I want to do the day job? And I'll bet a lot of them split. That's no shame, no shade, no nothing. You know, that's just life. You got to choose what's best for your financial needs that moment. So I can imagine Twitch being like, okay, we're inundated with these applications. It's June. We've been in lockdown since March. How many of these people are really going to stay? How many of their wild growth is not even attributable to real, like, long-term Twitch viewers so much as also people that are bored on the couch? Like, I'm sure they're really questioning a lot of things to your comments earlier there, Nate. It's got to be a confusing time for them. I know. That's why, like, that's one reason. <clears throat> I wish I would have. I wish someone would have came up to me and told me, like, yeah, they want to see three months of average viewership. Because when I would have got denied the first time, I wouldn't have been discouraged enough that, like, everything went the shambles, you know? Yeah, but you know that's why we're here, so you guys can learn from my mistakes, <laughs> and I can try to help you guys out. But yeah, that's the only, that's the biggest thing I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to address it because I know I I know that there's I know about three broadcasters that watch this show that are going to be absolutely devastated, and I could tell by the way that they came in their channel and they're like, I put in my application, I'm going to get it. I'm like, oh, my God, this person is going to be absolutely oh destroyed when they get denied, which everyone gets denied. And, I was, and I'm just sitting here filling for this person. I'm like, oh, man, it's it's about to come. And it's and it happens to everyone, man. It really does. So that's why, like, I don't know. I just want to address that because I just don't I care. I do care for a lot of the broadcasters that oh, come yeah. in and they're like, yeah, I'm like, and especially when you start doing really well. And like I've watched some of these broadcasters go from like 20 average viewers to 40 average viewers. I'm like, man, you guys are at the 40 average viewer mark, which is like the golden the golden yeah. time where it really starts breaking off. Now these people are like averaging like a hundred viewers and I really want them to do it. And like, I just, I just don't want to see them devastated. (laughs) They're my babies. Yeah, I agree. I mean, seriously though, thank you for everyone that comes by and tells us your story. Cause it's cool to hear. I I really do like hearing those. So keep on coming through both of our streams and telling us that like Nate said, yeah, please don't be destroyed over it, but do take a weekend to yourself or something. There is no shame in that as a streamer. Just like we, I think as both Nate and I have personally experienced, I think it's better not to stream when you're upset. I mean, you know you best of all, but Mm -hmm. like 
if you're in that bad headspace, I think you only detract from your stream. And I really have been making, like, I've talked to Nate a bunch. I'm two years later, just still a chronic number watcher. Like, it just happens. It's part of, like, I like analytics. I like to see that. But that can get in your head. We've talked about that before, too. And like I said, I noticed for myself, I stopped doing that, which I've been really good at lately, knock on wood. Um, I just perform better. Like, it's just more natural because it's one less thing that you're, you know, you're not focusing on the misery. You're focusing on the positive. So that's one of those things. Hey, not a bad idea. If you, if your community loves you and wants to turn out and support you, they definitely understand you taking a night off for a mental health day because you got that crappy letter that we all get at least a few times. So do not feel shame over that. It is totally normal. And I think like you said, Nate, I do think there's something to, it would not, it would not surprise me. The rumor went way back when that Twitch was kind of vetting if you plan on continuing streaming, but it's not just like, Oh, here's my first application. Twitch ignored it. Oh, gosh, my life's ruined. I'm never streaming again. Because that was a big trend, too. And we still see that, right? We still see people throw in the application, and they just completely melt as soon as they get a no. And they never stream again. And for Twitch, that's a pretty good tell. It's kind of a good idea, I guess, as employer. Something is like, see how your employees handle the the no. <laughs> like, can you take being told no? And in this case, that that's a lot of people out if they tell them, nope, not partner yet. And they throw a tantrum. Yeah. So don't be it, that okay, person. Yeah. It melted me as well, too. I really was does. very upset. But <laughs> really does. Like I said, now I'm now it's like the, the one other thing that I'll admit, though, is what mm -hmm. you said about watching the numbers and analytics. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the one of two things I've seen with partners, new partners when they get it, they are no longer mm. worried about the numbers and they're like they or it's more like they're not worried about like that, like the 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 negative that's about to come. They relax and then their content explodes and they do amazing. Like I've seen so many people that are like, like man, yeah, yeah, they got partnered and they had like 150 viewers and then I don't know where they're sitting at like 300, 400 viewers because like they're relaxed, they got it, everything's good. That's like their mentality. Then I also see the complete opposite happen where people get it and they're like, meh, I, I made it. Like I'm at the pinnacle of the peak, which there's some people in our directory I've known that have done that. And they're like, yes. well, I'm at the top. I'm good. Like, Let's just let's just chill out. Like we don't got to worry about anything at this point in time. And then like it drops. So there there's two people at the end. But I for one, I'm going to be one of those people that I'm going to be so much more relaxed that I'm going to because like I still like numbers. I still like the push. Like I'm addicted to seeing the numbers. Same. Like go green arrows. Same. And keep going <laughs> and like it's just Same. fun to me. You know. Like Ugh. I mean it is. And it's but I hate it's it. just it's unreal. Yeah, I hate it and it's I hate it and I love it so much because it does keep me going and keep yeah. uh, like my content like competitive and nice to like watch i, I love it man i, I'm pumped I think it, you're right i'm the same i need something to strive after like that like i need that competitive push but it, I, what i'm trying to do is trying to find ways to give myself that same feeling or similar but it not being focused around numbers which is really hard like uh nate and i are going to try and work some of this into a future episode uh, but i was speaking to the partner manager about that today again i was able to have a chat with that guy great amazing dude love him and we talked about ways that i can maybe like just start i don't i don't know what the word is like branching out across twitch he was like well what if i came and brought you like some good game releases that might be happening or some something similar to that and i was like i would definitely try i would definitely do you know i'm willing to shift my focus i'm willing to take new ideas that you have because really i, I think like you kind of said there very well is like when you can finally relax and still be focused on doing what you love that's probably when the best content comes out so maybe i need to stop with the rat race that's something i've been really trying to talk myself out of it's one of those things where you also don't feel it's like say like last of us 2 is coming out on the 19th of this month Ooh. and i really want to stream it i want to be partnered so i could just be like, all right guys listen I'm taking three days off and playing last of us 2 I get this done and then I'll go right back to our mm -hmm. you know, you're you're more willing to take risk yes and like you know and yes. then you can you know, you know you can always get it back and that that's like massive um I think someone uh Foxy, like who's actually one of my IRL friends Ooh. Uh, said something in there what did you say you want to read it you want me to I can't you read it do you think that partner status should be something that should be removed if you don't keep up the initial partner requirements I have some strong feels on this uh I mean, I don't actually think that it should, um, but I think that 
I think that the next move to go for is to get like how Lyric got signed or Tim the Tatman got signed. Yeah. I kind of thought that I thought about removing it or I thought about like we've talked about this in past podcasts Indeed. with um having um having tiers of partnership, you know, which we already have, you just can't see them. Right. Um but like having like different tiers that are maybe potentially noticed or something. But at the same time, I think what Twitch is seeing because I mean it's hard. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I, at first I was like, yeah, partnerships, yeah, 75 average viewers, and that. But man, after waiting for, I've had over 150 average viewers for the last four to five months, and still not got it. Like, dude, you if you take that away from me, there's gonna be some crazy stuff going down because I'm I will flip if I get it taken away or something like that. You right? know, so I that, I just don't know. That's where I come across too, because like. Part of me absolutely understands why you would want to do that. There are, I mean, Twitch is in their right, I would say, to do like a low level sweep of partners, like accounts that haven't been, you know, haven't streamed in like six months or more. That's probably an account that could be deactivated as a partner level, like just due to pure inactivity and prune the tree, whatever. But at the same time, like you said, if there's ever a legitimate good excuse for why someone couldn't do it, whether it was health related or, you know, financially motivated, they couldn't stream, they couldn't do whatever, that would crush a lot of people's hopes and dreams, you know. It might also feel like you're fighting more, like it might turn it, it would probably turn it into an even more competitive space if you said like, hey man, if you fall below 75 average viewers for a certain amount of time, you're going to lose it. And I think Twitch really does want you to go out there and explore, especially after those conversations today. Like, I got the feeling my partner manager wants me to go out and just do more and become more ingrained in the community. Like, not not less, not more focused, not more hyper-diligent on captivating the ESO community, but instead taking a little bit of a viewer hit and yet going out there and still being more prevalent in just different spaces to meet different audiences. So I, I don't know. I, I'm with you, man. I, I don't think we take that away. I could see why someday Twitch would prune it, though. I could see them definitely saying, like, hey, anyone that was a partner and has not streamed since 2019, we're cutting them off. That would make sense. Be shitty, but it would make sense. Yeah, because I, I just don't think they could, Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. It really does. But, man, yeah. I, I've it's if like achieving it, especially nowadays, getting partnership. It seemed like they did, because uh, I remember talking to my friend Smokeloke. And he was like, back when he got partnered, he had to average, I think, 400 or 500 average viewers before he got partnered. Right. I'm like, that is insane. Yeah, and then, like, days. you know, then they went really low bar where it was like they kind of gave a lot of people, oh, you just hit 75 and you got it. And then they raised it back up to this like three months of trying type thing. And, um, Needless to say, if I, if, like you said, if they took it away from me, I'd be I'd be out in front of Twitch headquarters with a sign being like, give me back my <laughs> check mark. You know, like I'd be all upset. Man. We could have this on a whole other episode because I don't want to hold you oh, here yeah. too late. Nate, oh, yeah, it's it's getting, yeah, to the it's end. getting thunderstorms coming as well. too. We'll, so we'll get out of here. I think for an extra episode, we could address again sometime when we have more information. What is Twitch's goal at retaining partners? You know, is there going to be a next level? It's all speculative, but that's kind of where that debate ultimately leads is like, we all have our opinions on what, you know, if they should or should not have that sort of limitation, but ultimately it's going to depend. Like maybe Twitch doesn't care about pruning partners of tomorrow. They're like gold tier partners. And then, you know, all the rest of us are just like, okay, cool beans, you know, whatever. So I, I don't know the ultimate answer Twitch, please be kind and gentle with us. Please, DMCA companies out there, please be kind and gentle. Uh, Nate, why don't you tell these fine folks where they can find you over the next week here? All right, perfect. You can find me every single day, um, usually at 10 o'clock in the morning, East Coast Standard Time at gnarly or twitch.tv slash gnarly underscore Nate. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at gnarly underscore Nate TTV. Uh, feel free to always reach out and uh, ask me any questions. Um, yeah, I'm streaming like six days a week, so you should catch me a random time or random thing. So I uh, yeah. hope to see you guys soon. 
stop by Nate's stream. We've been having a lot of fun with ESO stuff too. Lots of lots of crazy times since the new chapters come out. So uh, I myself got stuck on the early schedule too, and I got addicted. I actually feel better as a human being awake during the day, not staying up until four in the morning. So I will give Nate credit for that. I did it when Graymore started. I've been getting up naturally, like bef- without an alarm. Weird. I'm weird. I'm it's waking weird. up. No, that's it's morning weird. stream. Like. If, if I wake, like, even, like, today I, I slept in, I slept in, and I was up by 9.45. I usually start yes. broadcast at 10. And it's just your body gets used to it because it's, like, something with the sun in the I morning. Right. I don't know. It's weird, I like though. It, it man. is weird. I've been getting up at, like, well, it's it's really early here, but I've been starting my stream to think, like, 8 o'clock Eastern or something like that. Like, I, I, I'm just up. The dog's up. We're rocking and rolling. And honestly, one of the things it's let me do is I've been streaming. So 8 a.m. Eastern on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Come on by. But I've been streaming for like eight hours or so then. And then like taking like a three or four hour break and then coming back for like four hours in the evening is a chill stream. And I don't know who I am, but I like it, man. You I can like also it. go out and get food you can get groceries during the day people like it is so wonky like people like how how's work today and Uh, i'm like sitting there i'm like i just ended an eight hour broadcast of playing video games like oh it was tough out there man how have you been (laughs) you know you're like in like the normal nine to five grind and you're like what's happening right now that's so weird i'm so used to like going to bed (laughs) at four in the morning and waking up at like noon my time like two eight two p.m eastern like it's wildly different so please come by we've been doing a lot of eso i'm getting back into fallout 76 hardcore um, trying to throw in some other games. I know this summer we spun up a Minecraft server for like a sub perk thing. So that's out there if any Minecrafters listening want to do that. We got one of those on the Discord. Um, also, the Path the Partner channel is growing on Discord too. I haven't talked about that in a while. I want to report back really briefly that we got a channel over there. So if it's a, it's discord.gg forward slash KDS, all of our links are in the description below. But join in there. There's a lot of new streamers getting in, introducing themselves. Um, you know, I, we got that channel for. Oh, I hear that. I hear it. Yeah. Nate's got thunder. Uh, we need to wrap it up. Okay, man. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter as well. So you guys come check us out. All the links in the description below. Codemster Studios on Twitch and all the other things. Easy enough to find. We will talk to you guys soon. And you all have a great rest of your week. Good luck, everyone. Bye.